0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at channel and XO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, my little shalligators. Today, we're going to be talking about friendship and how it relates to dating because it's an interest that there is. So before we get into it oh, we're going to relax our body so that our mind can receive the message. So we're going to roll our shoulders back. Tug on your earlobes. Oh yeah. Rub your jawbone. Ooh, isn't that nice? Like where it connects to your head. It just we carry so much tension there. Think about where else you carry tension. Maybe your toes, maybe your tummy, maybe your back. So we're going to inhale and we're going to hold for a few counts and then we're going to exhale. Here we go. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. And out through the mouth. All right, let's get into it. So as usual, we're getting these questions from the Shalligator Reddit thread. There's 3,100 of you on there connecting and collabing and asking questions and getting advice. I just love to see it. And I lurk. I do a little bit of lurking. and Sometimes I'll respond to something. And I try to look for questions that maybe don't have a ton of responses because, you know, I want you guys to feel heard and not just like you're putting a question out there into the ether. And this one especially stood out to me because I think it's something that we've all dealt with. Or if you haven't, it's something you are going to deal with as you get older and as people start pairing off. And look, we are the show We're not just about like, I just want to be married. My husband's my whole life. No. I mean, of course we want to find love. And if we want to build a family, that's great. But we also have goals and dreams of our own. We might want to travel. We might want to build a career. We might just enjoy being single. But it can be hard when the people around you are on a different path. So this is what a shalligator said. She titled it, Friends are the best, but they all have their own lives. She said, I don't have a boyfriend right now, but I feel like everyone around me is either traveling or having fun or worse, coupled up. I'm trying to do the same thing, but it's a hassle asking both guys and girls out to a party, you know, the full couple and trying to make sure the ratio is close to one to one. And then it's basically not reciprocated. Like, I feel like I go out of my way to include my coupled up friends, but they don't really try to include me. And that makes me miss having a boyfriend in the sense that someone's thinking about me and wants me to be happy. This is the longest I've been without even having like a date in my life. And I feel empty and I'm pouring my energy into my friends, but it's not coming back to me. And I'm just so tired of this. I completely feel you on this. I feel like I am the perennial single girl in my groups of friends. Like, I don't mean single like I've never had a boyfriend, but like I'm not married. And it, it really is different to have a boyfriend versus to be married or the difference of like dating to marry. I don't want to get married again. And I'm, I mean, maybe, I don't know, but that's not like a goal where for a lot of people it is, you know, and hello, I can understand that. Like, why wouldn't it be otherwise? Like, what are you doing? Spinning your wheels. And I asked myself that like, well, then what am I doing? I don't know. That's a whole separate conversation. But I remember when I was like 26 and my girlfriends, there were like four of us who lived together and one moved out to move with their boyfriend and then the other, and then the other. And I was like, wait a minute, you guys were like, we're only 26. Like, what do, you, come on, what are you doing? You really, you, you want to live with this person? What are you going to do? Marry him? And they're like, yes, Shallon, that's yes. I want to get married. I want to start having babies, dial down my responsibilities at my job, maybe just be a stay at home mom. And I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I was horrified because that was so not where I was. And these girls were like my besties. Like they knew me inside and out. And I couldn't believe that we were on such a different path. I just couldn't believe it. Like they would date guys and say something like, oh, I bet he'd be a really great dad. And I'd be like, ew, why are you thinking about that now? We're 25. But they were thinking about it. And that's not weird. That's not weird. But it's also not weird that I wasn't. Like I was focused on building a career And to this day, like, yeah, they've got kids and a husband, but they don't. They have careers, but they don't love them. Like if they never had to work again, they'd be like, great, fine. Good for me. If I never worked again, like, uh, oh, I was even thinking the other day, if I ever had to go to prison, that would be like the hardest part is not being able to work and not feeling like I had a purpose. I wouldn't enjoy it past like a week of just, hey, this is chill. And that's like how many years left? Anyway, I digress. So I definitely understand what it's like to kind of be the odd man out. In New York, the tie that bound our friends kind of was not having kids. I mean, if one or two were married, but we none of us had children. And that really made a difference because... I mean, just look at your schedule is going to be so different. Like your priorities are simply different. And that's why moms group together. You know, you need that tribe of women who understand what the midnight breastfeeding is like. They understand like the squabbles at preschool, you know, and your single girlfriends without kids, they don't get it and they don't necessarily want to. And moms don't always want to go back to like the single life genre, you know, so you can understand why like attracts like. So I feel for you and that people are coupled up and out here in Montana, all my friends um, have kids, all of them. Well, one of them doesn't have kids, but she is married. And the one who isn't married, she's recently single, but she does have kids. And I was very wary of this group of friends because I thought, okay, like no way they're going to want me around like a single childless chick. Like, what are we even going to have in common? But they have been amazing about having girl time and really like prioritizing their friends. But that's not easy. And I think it's also a function of people being in their like mid to late 30s. Like, for lack of a better word, they're kind of sick of their husbands. You know, it's like, hey, he can have a boy's night. I need to go see my friends. We're good here. So I think you're doing several things right. But I think you're doing a few small but crucial things wrong. you're doing right is your effort. You're making an effort. Like That's amazing. But I I understand your frustration that it's not being reciprocated. There's nothing more insulting and hurtful, honestly, than putting yourself out there because it is putting yourself out there, even with friends, to invite people to be part of your tribe, to have those social inclusion needs. And when people reject that or they don't reciprocate it, it's worse when they take it, but they don't reciprocate it. Because then you're like, wait, Do they value this or or are they just like a user? Do they see me as like this clown that they can just take and take and take from? If they keep rejecting me, it's like, okay, I get the hint. You don't want to be my friend. Fine. But you come to my events, you do these things, but you don't seem to like be proactive about seeing me. Like if I didn't invite you, would I ever hear from you again? If I didn't text you, would you ever know anything about my life? And this is what we talk about with dating, the passive reciprocation loop, I call it. We're like, yeah, a guy will meet up. Yeah, he'll text you back. Yeah, he'll fuck you. But that's not the same as courtship. And so it leaves you feeling confused and hollow because you're like, I don't get it. Like, you seem to like me when I'm around. But if it wasn't for me, I would never be around because I'm the one doing all the work. So we cannot have this in our dating life. And we also can't have it in our friendships. One thing I think you're doing wrong is trying to include the guys. I think that's actually really, really working against you. I, Your point of view, obviously, is you're trying to be inclusive. Well, hey, bring your husband. That's fine. I just want to see you. And if it means like Tyler's got to come along. OK, let me tell you something I've learned. Married women are very leery of single chicks. They are. And whether whether they're married or have a serious boyfriend, whatever, it's I actually think it's wor- worse when they just have a boyfriend Because, you know, they might not know how their boyfriend feels. They might not know the longevity of their relationship. So it's like every woman is a threat. And nobody wants to admit that. That makes them sound weak. It makes their relationship sound like a joke. But that is kind of the law of the jungle. It's like, well, why is this single girl always wanting me to bring my boyfriend? Why? Why does... She want him around. They can see women like us as very predatory, which always just blows my mind. It's so fucking insulting. I go back to this quote. I don't know if you know who Lady Astor is. She was this like an American heiress who married a British guy and sort of ingratiated herself into British society. And but before she picked her impoverished British noble to marry, I encourage you to watch a TV series called Million Dollar American Princesses. It's on Amazon Prime. It's fascinating, but it's about like rich, rich, like Vanderbilts, Astors, Rockefeller girls who are, who were the most wealthy young ladies in America. And they wanted a title. They wanted to be like a duchess, a princess, a countess, whatever. And so they went over to England to marry these nobles who were rich in title, but like broke. They were absolutely out of money. And so it's, it's fascinating because it always ended in complete disaster, <laughs> like complete miserable disaster, but yet they kept doing it. Anyway, Lady Astor was over there like husband hunting at some of the British ladies. You know, she Lady Astor was looking for the the single guys, but the British ladies were like, "Are oh, you here to take our husbands. And she said, darling, if you knew the trouble I had getting rid of my own, you'd know that I don't want yours. <laughs> it's so true. Like, and I've said that to girls. It's like, first of all, you don't even want your husband. You can't stand him. All you do is bitch about him. And if you knew... How hard I work to like be single and thrive on my own. You know, I don't want yours, sweetie. Besides, he's like 20 years too old for me. No, thanks. So it can be insulting on our end and it can be confusing for these coupled up people that you always want their boyfriends around. So have something that's girls only. What really solidified my group of friends was Crafternoon. We have been doing Crafternoon for like six years in New York City. I started it. Because, like, it's fun to get together with your friends, but we realized we would just get together and, like, drink. You know, like, well, what else is there to do? I don't know. We'd like go to a bar or a boozy brunch or, like, sit in the park. And alcohol was always, like, the central sort of activity. That's just, I don't know, that's just what you do. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do a craft or noon. The host gets to decide the craft. We have to take turns hosting and we come over and I mean, we did needlepoint. We did like we made jackets. We did picture frames. We did cupcakes. And it gave us something to do besides just sit around and get wasted. Spoiler alert. We ended up drinking more because we were having so much fun. We stayed for like 12 hours, but that's neither here nor there. The point is. Women need that alone time and that bonding time. And to have an activity that it's centered around feels, first of all, much less pushy. You're not just sitting there like telling stories and looking at each other and slugging your alcohol out of anxiety. Your hands are busy. Your mind is busy. You're learning something. You're laughing at that thing she made. You're helping someone else make their thing. Activities help us bond. First of all, if there's any sort of physicality involved, even if it's just like walking around the kitchen and stirring the sauce or whatever, because you're making lasagnas. That releases endorphins, and endorphins also create bonding. So try to think about something you guys can do, whether it's a walking club, bike rides every Friday, mani-pedi dates, going to a psychic together, someone learning how to do tarot, and make it for girls only. And this helped with Noon because when I started it, when everyone arrived, I was like, okay, look, these are the rules of Crafternoon. She's a cruel mistress, and her rules are absolute. And I put these rules out there Immediately so we and I kind of like distanced myself from it. I made it sound like Crafternoon Noon was a person on her own. But I said, look, if you attend a Crafternoon, craft Noon, you have the obligation to host. You don't have to do it next, but you know, you have to host at some point because this is supposed to be a team-building thing. This is supposed to build friendships. This is supposed to introduce us to new friends. That's the point. And you know what? The girls who actually didn't want new friends. They were fine with their husband. They weren't really reciprocal. The friendships that they did have were like flimsy, or they were just not a priority. They got weeded out, and we weeded them out. Like a girl I know, I'm like, hey, because she she even said she's like, why haven't you invited me to craft afternoon? I'm like, because you don't host. That's why. First of all, hosting is expensive and it's time consuming. And no, I we said the rules are absolute. If you're not going to host, and that's clear, you're out. I'm sorry. But that behavior, her lack of hosting was directly, I believe, related to her lack of prioritization of friendships, you know, but the people who did host, they wanted to make friends. And I put it out there that like, this is about making friends. I want to make more friends. You want to make more friends. You want to make more friends. Everyone gets a friend. But the girls who didn't, they just found themselves not drawn to this activity anymore. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey. I want to make more friends. I want better friendships in my life, but it takes boldness. It really does. You have to be the one to host. You have to be the one to invite folks over. When I first moved here to Montana, that's what I did. I hosted Crafternoons. I had little cocktail hours. I did a white trash bash. And the first few times I did it, maybe only two people came. Hmm. But then we had a really good time. And okay, I had a great, amazing bonding time with two people. And the next time, four people came. And the next time, I was eight. And the next time, I was 16. And now, I threw parties and everyone wants to come, but it took those few sort of stutter steps of like, oh, I threw a party and nobody came. I mean, we all have like night terrors about this, right? But if we can move past that and if we can keep going, we either read out the people who really aren't gang for friendships. And you know what? I'd rather just know that because it's not me. It's them. They don't care about friends. They've got their husband. That's all they need. But great. We're not the same. Be on your way. But the ones who do care, they appreciate my effort. The ones who do want to make friends, they love what I'm doing. They appreciate that someone is going out on that limb and saying, hey, let's build a group here. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, I do want that. I need that. But I also understand what you mean. That like, yeah, it's fun to be single, but... I don't know. I always feel like this when I come home from a trip, like that's when I'm at my most melancholy, because if I'm on a trip with girls who like have a husband and kids and it's not like I even want these things. But I think about them landing in their city and going home and it's like, mommy's home, baby, I missed you. And it just seems like they have this thing to welcome them back. And I come home and it's like, hello, furniture. (laughs) Like having cowboy has helped my dog a lot. But You know, it's it's different. It really is different. And when you have someone who misses you, like when the plane touches down, you have someone text, like, baby, I landed. Did you miss me? Oh my gosh, you can leave now. Come pick me up. You know, it's it is different. But we have to work really hard to love our own lives. And it is work. And it's our life's work. And it's not the kind of thing that we do once. It's like, ah, done. I mean almost nothing in life is like that. Cleaning isn't even like that. You don't clean your house once, you're like and eh, never again. You don't work out once. You don't go to work once. Like it's everything is constant. Everything is constant. And we must always check in with ourselves and be like I I'm okay by myself, but how could I like it? Could there be could it be something as simple as a schedule shift that I'm like, "Wow, I'm so glad I'm not beholden to someone right now." Because now I can take a spontaneous road trip to a different town that I've always wanted to go to. I can go to that art gallery opening. I can sleep late. I can stay up late. I can wear whatever I want. I can just take this time and reorganize my pantry. Think about some things you can do to beautify your life. The other thing I want you to do is make a list of all the things you think you're missing out on by not having a boyfriend. We actually talked about this back in... February for Shallon. Basically date yourself. Like when I think of what I missed about having a boyfriend, when I lived in New York, it was having a built-in plus one. Like there would be events that came up last minute and my friends couldn't go or they just didn't want to. And I really wanted to go. Something that you couldn't go to by yourself, like a concert. I mean, you can, but it's not the same. And I would just, I would always be like, Ugh. I miss having a boyfriend because it's like a built-in like social hostage. <laughs> like I guess you could say it's a built-in plus one. Like he's got to come with me. If there's a restaurant I wanted to try, like he's going to take me. There's a movie I wanted to see. We're going to go. So I kind of learned how to just do that for myself. And I, I did it by actually quantifying it. Because if we don't get specific, then it sort of takes on a life of its own. It's like, I can't do anything because I'm single. Bullshit, honey. I bet you could do 89% of the things you're fantasizing about on your own. And I know what you're saying. Okay, well I don't want to do them on my own. Jalen, I realize I can go to the movies by myself, but it's fucking depressing. Why is it depressing? Why is being in your own company Depressing? I mean, answer that question. Answer that question. What is the answer to that? Well, because I spiral every time I'm alone and I get so in my thoughts and I can't enjoy anything. Okay, how can we tackle that? Maybe you should work out more. I mean, that's like made a huge difference in my anxiety. Maybe you should be seeing a therapist and they can give you some cognitive behavioral therapy methods on how to stop spirals. Maybe you can come up with some mantras to clip it right before it starts. Okay, that's a solvable problem maybe it's, well, it's weird. It's like lame and stupid and creepy to like go to the movies by yourself. Like what kind of pathetic psychopath goes to the movies by themselves? I do. I'll go to a restaurant by myself. Not usually in the town in which I live, but like if I'm traveling, I remember I was in San Antonio for an event. I was there for this like crazy, insane, weird party and I was by myself and there were so many amazing restaurants. I was just walking around or I was Googling them and I'm like, oh, this looks so cute, and the food looks so good, but I'm alone. And I was like, bitch, what's wrong with you? You're going to sit in your hotel and eat crappy room service just so you don't look like a loser. In a town where, first of all, you don't know anybody. By the way, a town you're never going to come back to. You're never going to see any of these people again. You're going to cut off your nose to spite your own face, so you don't look like a loser. You are a loser if you let that get the better of you. So I got dressed up and I took myself out to restaurants. And do you know what happened? I had someone come up to me. We were in the bathroom. I was washing my hands, and she's like, "She's like, can I ask you a question?" And I was like, "Yes." She's like, "Are you, are you here by yourself?" And I was like, "Oh my God." This is it. My worst truth is coming. My my worst fear is coming true. She's gonna be like, because I just wanted to tell you that I think you're a fucking loser. <laughs> like that's what I assumed was the other half of that sentence, and I was like, and I I did not feel confident in this answer, but I pretended. I f- I was gonna fake it till I made it. I pulled my shoulders back. I drew up my confidence. I said, yes, I am. I'm here for an event, and I just wanted to try this restaurant. And I thought, hey, why sit in my hotel room? That sounds dumb. And she's like. I was looking at you and I'm like, so incredibly impressed. Like, she's like, I have always wanted to go to a restaurant by myself, but I don't feel confident enough. And I was looking at you and I'm like, this is exactly the kind of woman who goes and eats by herself. Hot, well-dressed. She's having a blast. Like, she's like, I just want to let you know that you're really inspiring me. And I hope this isn't weird. And I'm like, you just changed my life. Like, thank you so much. Like you are a physical manifestation of everything I needed to hear. Thank you. But that's my point is no one is looking at you like a loser except for you. And why are you looking at yourself like that? If someone is looking at you like, OMG, there's that weirdo eating dinner by herself. They're the fucking loser, man. They're the loser because they are so triggered by you doing the thing they aren't brave enough to do. A brave, cool, amazing, cosmopolitan person is going to look at someone eating alone and be like, there's another brave, cool, cosmopolitan person. High five, yay. And they'd move on with their life. It wouldn't even register. Like people in New York, we eat alone all the time. It's really not that big of a deal. Like it's just, you. I mean, you prefer to be with your friends, but sometimes not. There's something luxurious about being by yourself. I love to go to the movies by myself. I don't have to like, well, do you want to see that? Are you sure? Okay, well, what time works for you? Bitch, I can cruise in whenever I want to. I'll just sometimes be driving around finishing errands. And I'm like, I'm going to take myself to the movies. I mean, our movie theaters have been open a while. So, but you know what I mean? It's luxury to do exactly what you want on your terms. We've said this before. What is celebrity? What is fame? Fame is power. Fame is, I want to go here. I feel like it. I have the power to buy this. I want it. I have the power to do whatever I choose in that exact moment. That is luxury. And usually when we really get down to it, when we get to do whatever we want, it's when we're alone, right? It's when we don't have to check in with anybody else. I'm not saying you need to roam the earth by yourself, you know, like some sort of fugitive. But embrace this season. It is a season. And ironically, this season is going to last a lot longer the more you hate it. If you cannot be by yourself, that's, that's the strongest smell in the world. Desperation is the strongest smell in the world. Guys don't like it. Friends don't like it everyone wants to be around the person who's in love with her own life. And one of my friends said to me the other day, cause she's like married, she's got kids, like they've got soccer practice. It's like a very full, like suburban mom life. And she's like, your life seems so peaceful. I'm like, really? You don't think I, I'm a loser. She's like, Oh no, no your life just seems so luxurious and so peaceful. Like you can do whatever you want and you just have so much time to yourself to like sort of curate your life how you want it. I'm like, thank you. Honestly, that's exactly how it feels. It feels great. And people are drawn to that. Like my friends are drawn to that. They want a little infusion of my, you know, quiet luxury in their life. And conversely, I want some of their energy and their stimulation and their fullness to inspire me so that I don't become a weird hermit, you know, and they need to be inspired to take time for themselves. But that can't happen if you aren't happy where you are. And it's, I mean, I know this is the shitty answer. This is the long, difficult, shitty answer. Like, well, you got to learn to love your own life. You know, it's a lot easier to be like, well, just I don't know. about make friends. We've done a lot of videos and a lot of podcasts on how to make friends. So I encourage you to reference that. But like I said, I encourage you to make that list of all the things you are telling yourself you're missing out on. And yeah, some you really do just need a guy for, you know, sex. But is that like it? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I don't want you to do things that are going to double down on your loneliness, you know, like cooking a big romantic dinner. If that's going to make you sad, then don't do it. But think about the things that you really want to do that would make you happy to either do by yourself or with a friend. Going to a concert, just driving to that new little town 30 miles away and taking yourself for lunch and going window shopping. You don't need a guy to do that because we always think that having a boyfriend is like this perfect thing, right? And I use this example a lot. Like getting a job. When you're unemployed, of course you want a job, right? You, I mean, it's stressful to be unemployed. But then when you get a job, you you acknowledge that yes, it's now the ending of certain problems, but it's the beginning of new stressors. Okay. When I was unemployed, I was broke and I was, you know, anxious about my future. Those two things are no longer at play. I know what what my future is. I know what my schedule's like. I know that I have money now. But my coworkers are annoying. I'm tired. I don't have the free time. We don't look at getting a job as the end all, be all, a perfect situation. I'm never going to be stressed again. No, we look at it with a lot of realism. But we don't do that with dating. Why? We need to stop thinking that, oh my God, being single, it's just a problem after problem. But if I had a boyfriend, X, Y, and Z would never happen. I would never be stressed. I would never be tired. I would never be lonely, whatever it might be. No, girl that's not the reality. Yeah, some things are going to evaporate. Like yeah, there's going to be an absence of some problems, but there's going to be the introduction of new ones. And if you think you need a boyfriend to like always make sure you're happy and look out for you. Well, I mean, I think we can all say that that isn't always the case. And when we demand that because we're not giving it to ourselves, when we're demanding it from a partner because we won't do the work a little bit in our own lives we end up feeling resentful and empty and bitter and ironically, so much more lonely. The loneliest I've felt in my life is when I had boyfriends. Like not every boyfriend, but certain boyfriends. Like when the relationship was bad, I'd never felt more empty and alone ever. To be alone is not the same as being lonely. And that happens when you're working on crafting a life that you genuinely like.